Welcome to the Cup of Joe Wrestling Show. Cup of Joe Wrestling Show? With Joey Harris. A podcast for the wrestling fan on the go. So take your favorite beverage of choice and join Joey as he takes a look at some of the biggest shows on the WWE Network. From makeshift studios deep in the heart of stately Maine Manor, this is the Cup of Joe Wrestling Show. I am your host, Joey Harris. Folks, you can follow the show's Twitter at Cup of Joe Pod. You can email the show at Cup of Joe Wrestling Show at gmail.com. Had a busy week here the last week. I had a doctor's appointment, just a regular checkup, and I go out and You get to my doctor's office and you can go in about five minutes before your appointment time. And so it's about six minutes until my appointment. I get out of my car. I walk towards the building. I'm driving my wife's car and the battery for the clicker is starting to go. And so it won't lock with the clicker. So I have to go back and I have to lock it manually. Now I'm I'm rushing because I don't want to be late. So I go inside and there's somebody there to check your temperature and to ask you all the questions. And so there's a woman there and she's asking me all the questions. And she asked me if I would switch out my mask for a disposable one that they have. They do this for everybody. I said, absolutely. So I'm taking my mask off and I'm struggling with the one that she gave me. And so finally she said, sir. Do you want me to hold your bag? And I look down and I'm carrying one of those reusable shopping bags that you see at some of the department stores like Kohl's or Marshall's, etc. And it's full of packages that my wife has packaged to send out for her online business that she has selling clothes. I was going to the post office after the doctor's appointment, but... Instead of leaving the packages in the car, for some reason, I decided to take them in with me. And so I said, uh, no, ma'am, I got it. And so I put on I put on the mask and I get checked in. I'm waiting like two minutes and people are looking at me like I'm insane. This guy has a bunch of mail that he brought into his doctor's appointment. You know, I'm wondering if they're thinking, am I homeless? What's going on? Why do I have these packages? The good thing is, is if you go to an appointment with all those packages, you get through very quickly. So I didn't have to wait long. I go right in. The woman takes all my vital signs. The doctor comes in. She's looking at me strangely. But I get through that. I leave there, thankfully. Everything's okay. I leave and I'm like, man, I would just I would love a cup of coffee right now. And so there's a couple that goes to our church that owns a several franchises of a coffee store. And so I like to frequent them and give them business as much as possible. And they have an app. They have an online app. And so I order my coffee through there and then I get in line and I get up to the drive through where you order and they said can I help you and I said yes I have a mobile order for Joey come on up and it's the woman 
that owns the business. She's working the drive through that morning. She's like, oh, hi. And I go, hi, how are you? You know, exchange a little chit chat. And then she says, I see you used our app. I said, oh, yeah, I love it. And she said, how's it working for you? And I thought she said, how is work? And so I said, it was busy. And she had the strangest look on her face. And she goes, it's busy. I said, oh, yeah, real busy. I doubled down on it. And she, so she says, okay, let me go check on your coffee. And so then I get my coffee. And as I'm leaving, I'm pulling out. I realized what she had actually said. But by that time, somebody had come up and I couldn't back up and I had to get to the post office. So I'm sure she thinks I'm just an idiot, par for the course. And with my wife being away for a few days, I realized something while she was gone. Actually, I realized several things. One of them was I miss her very much. And the other is my wife uses way too much toilet paper. Like buying milk by the quart or the half gallon, it will ruin you financially. My wife was going through a roll a day. I have not used a half a roll since she has been gone. But then Thursday, I'm leaving an appointment. I'm driving my truck and I am on not just empty. I'm on super empty. So much so that you know that it alerts you. Most cars alert you now if you're low on gas. They ding or beep or flash something. My car had been doing that so much that it went off again. I'm just praying I get to the gas station. And so I finally get there. I go, I put my debit card in. Nothing's happening. Put it in again. Nothing's happening. I'm like, oh man, this pump is broken. So I have to get my truck in. I hope it cranks. Finally get it to another one. I get gas. I'm running late. I'm running behind. Just a lot of stuff going. So I put like 20 bucks in there enough to get back home. I get back home. I'm eating lunch. I get a text message from my bank. My card has been dinged for a fraudulent charge. About two minutes after I get gas, there's a 71 cent charge that goes through in Colorado. And so they ding it, deny it, and then alert me. And so I'm on the phone. I said, no, that wasn't mine. Thank you so much. I think it happened when I was at the gas station. One of those skimmers. And she says, well, that's not a problem, Mr. Harris. Come on over. We'll issue you a new card. My At my bank, they actually have the machine there. They can issue you a new debit card right away. You just can't use it for 24 hours. And so she said, Mr. Harris, while I'm getting your card ready, do you need any cash? I say, yeah, give me $40 worth of cash from my checking account. She does that. I sign for it. She comes out with the new card. I signed for that. I can't use it for 24 hours. 24 hours is up. I register my new card. It's activated. Now I've got to go back because I pay for everything. My wife and I have one shared bank account, but my card is the one that actually pays for everything. I used to go through a debit card a year just because I'm swiping it so much. We go out to eat, I'm paying. We go out to the movies, I'm paying, so on and so forth. And now I've got to go back through all of our bills, the automatic payments that we make, and input my card again. I'm doing it so much that the bank is 
denying it again, not because I'm doing fraudulent things. It's just because you can only do so many per hour. And I tell you, having gone through that, I would have rather been beaten with a brick stick. Regardless of that, today we return to the AWA. It's the first time we've been there in over a year now, or about a year now, and take a look at the road to Super Clash 3. This was a TV taping that was recorded in Louisville, Kentucky on September the 18th, 1988, for episodes of AWA on ESPN. We start out with Lee Marshall and Frank Dusick on commentary. The Top Guns, Ricky Rice and John Paul versus Terry Adonis and The Beast. Paul and Beast start, Paul with the advantage. He works on the arm of the Beast. Rice tagged in, gets a side headlock on Beast. Rice reverses a hip toss. Paul and Adonis both tagged in. Paul does a big hip toss out of the corner on Adonis. Paul gets a one count. Lee Marshall and Frank Dusick talk about the main event of Super Clash 3. And folks, it ended up not being a success, but you couldn't have told it by the way they were just pushing this hard on these episodes. Rice tagged in and hits a big drop kick on Adonis to get the pin. AWA International Television Championship match. Ron Garvin versus Scott Steiner. Steiner very young and green here. This is before he would join his brother in the NWA. They talk about Garvin winning the title from Greg Gagne. Steiner hits a big slam early. A shoving match turned into a big right hand from Garvin, and Steiner goes down. Garvin then does the Garvin stomp, which someone somewhere once thought was a good idea. Steiner blocks and reverses Garvin into the corner post. Garvin ducks a crossbody attempt by Steiner, though. He then knocks Steiner out with a right-hand punch and sits on him to pin him. Kerry Von Erich versus Gary Young with Downtown Bruno. Bruno gets on the apron to yell at Von Erich and gets a discus punch for his trouble. Young attacks Von Erich. He hits a sloppy clothesline on Von Erich. That gets a two count. Von Erich hits a discus punch on Young, who counters with a sloppy crossbody. But Von Erich rolls through and gets the pin. Mike Enos versus Greg Gagne. Future Beverly brother versus Groovy Greg here. Future manager of the Moondogs in Memphis, Richard Lee, is the referee. Try saying that three times fast. Lee Marshall and Frank Dusick take a page out of JR's book talking about amateur credentials. If you're drinking at home, take a shot. They look like they mess up a few moves to start. Then Ganya hits a couple of arm drags. They talk about Ganya losing the TV title recently to Ron Garvin, which was actually the night before the TV taping in Nashville, Tennessee. Ganya works an arm lock, but Enos coming back. Enos throws Ganya into a corner, but Ganya gets a foot up as Enos comes charging in. Ganya unloads on Enos, hitting a backdrop and a drop kick. Ganya gets the sleeper on. Enos goes down, and Ganya wins. Medusa and Sylvia versus Wendy Richter and Mimi. David McLean from Powell joins Lee on commentary. Medusa and Richter start. All Richter to begin. She gets a leg scissors pin for a two count. Medusa fighting hard to get out of the hole as David and Lee talk about Powell's participation at Super Clash 3. 
Medusa powers out and Mimi tags in. Medusa overpowers her at first, but Mimi comes back with a snapmare and an arm drag into an arm lock. Medusa gets up, but Mimi still has a wrist lock as Wendy yells at her to break Medusa's arm. Medusa gets Mimi into the heel's corner and they punish Mimi as the ref gets Richter out of the ring as she tries to help Mimi. Medusa with a snapmare and more punishment to Mimi. Richter comes in and Medusa goes after her as Sylvia holds Mimi. They then set both faces up to collide into each other. The faces reverse it and double drop kicks Sylvia. Medusa then gets a snapmare onto Richter. Then Medusa hits a big suplex. Richter then gets Medusa tied up in the corner and hits a spear. Then Medusa tied up to the tree of woe until Sylvia comes over to break it up. Medusa gets Richter into a front face lock. Medusa then hits an awkward bridging side suplex for a two count. They are rolling around on the mat trying to get an advantage when the bell rings. Sylvia tries to say Medusa won. It is very confusing. Medusa may have accidentally given up. It is not made clear. Richter gets on the mic and says she wants a title match. Mimi says Medusa's name should be Macaroni Michelli because she keeps slipping away like a wet noodle. Bad Company, Paul Diamond and Pat Tanaka with Diamond Dallas Page versus Nature's Best, Bill and Daryl Justin. Nature's Best with the early advantage on Tanaka. Diamond tagged in and hits a big clothesline. Tanaka tags back in and delivers a headbutt. Lee Marshall keeps singing Earl Justin, but the match description and everything I could find online says Daryl Justin. Bad Company hits a heart attack like double team move, but pull the opponent up before the three count. I don't know if it's Bill or Daryl because they haven't been identified. They do a flying guillotine and again pull the opponent up. Maybe it's Daryl, Daryl, and Larry. That's a joke for some of you if you're old enough. The Justin in the ring rolls Diamond up and almost gets a three count and Tanaka tagged in. Big hits and quick tags, but the other Justin tagged in. He hits two slams and a drop kick. Diamond super kicks Justin into a Tanaka bridging suplex for the pin. This was found on the hidden gem section in the original network and I'm hoping that eventually all of this stuff will be migrated over to the network on Peacock. Speaking of Peacock, Vern Gagne ruffles his feathers and joins commentary. The Rock and Roll Express, Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson versus The Hangman and Terry Adonis. All rock and roll to begin as Lee and Vern talk about the upcoming pay-per-view and that The Rock and Roll will meet the studs table. Morton hits a big DDT on The Hangman. Gibson tagged in. Adonis also tagged in. Gibson hits a top rope maneuver. Morton then tagged in and hits a drop kick. Gibson back in and they hit the double drop kick for the pin. WCCW Texas Championship match. Iceman King Parsons versus Michael Hayes. Hayes gets a good reaction coming out. Hayes with the advantage with a big clothesline. Parsons rolls out. Back in. Hayes gets a side headlock on. Parsons comes back with a big headbutt. He brutalizes Hayes for a couple of minutes before getting him down with a big clothesline. Hayes coming back and tries a sunset flip, but Parsons with a big right hand. Parsons tries a corner charge, but misses as Lee and Vern talked about a big man battle royal that is supposed to take place at the pay-per-view 
but ends up not happening. Hayes hits a backdrop. Parsons misses a clothesline. Hayes hits a crossbody. The SST and Buddy Roberts hit the ring and attack Hayes for the DQ. Steve Cox and Kerry Von Erich come in to make the save. Steve Cox versus Terry Garvin. Cox with a big right hand but misses an elbow. Garvin slaps Cox, but he no-sells it and unloads on Garvin. Cox hits a clothesline. Side rushing leg sweep gets the three count for Cox. Lee Marshall interviews Stanley Blackburn about Super Clash 3. He says people are coming from all over the world for the event. Sold at Ustinov with T. Joe Khan versus Sergeant Slaughter. Supposed to be a tag match with Jimmy Snuka as Slaughter's partner, but he was injured in Japan. Slaughter leaves the ring and goes to the back and he comes back with Keith Eric. So now it is a tag match. Slaughter and Khan start out. Slaughter unloads on Khan. Eric tagged in. Eric with an armbar. Yusinov tagged in. He hits a big clothesline for a two count. Yusinov with a suplex but pulls Eric up before the three count. Khan tagged in. He punishes Eric. Quick tags by the heels punishing Eric and keeping him in their corner. They keep pulling him up before the three count. Khan punishes Eric by rubbing his head against the top rope. Yusinov slams Eric and again pulls him up before the three count. Khan hits a big power slam and a clothesline. Double clothesline and both men down. Both Slaughter and Khan tagged in and the crowd comes alive. Slaughter hits a big backdrop. The Slaughter Cannon and the Cobra Clutch. I always found it strange that this guy, who's a member of the G.I. Joe cartoon in the 80s, uses the Cobra Clutch as a maneuver. Colonel De Beers appears at ringside. He pile drives Eric. Slaughter takes off after him. He doesn't make it back to ringside in time and gets counted out. Slaughter attacks both heels. Slaughter then argues with the referee. Lee Marshall interviews Sergeant Slaughter. He says he wants Colonel De Beers in the match. De Beers comes out and throws a stretcher towards Slaughter. Slaughter wants to go at it with De Beers now and gets into the ring. De Beers comes towards him and spits at him and retreats. Slaughter says he wants a boot camp match. Wahoo McDaniel versus Manny Fernandez. Big chop by McDaniel and Fernandez rolls out of the ring as they talk about what has led up to this match. They trade blows. Very cautious. McDaniel keeps unloading on Fernandez with chops. Fernandez then unloads on McDaniel in the corner and gets McDaniel with a leg lock. McDaniel trying to chop his way out of the hole. A big leg lock by McDaniel breaks the hold. Back and forth. A pair of back elbows by Fernandez and McDaniel is bleeding. They exchange chops. They go outside. Fernandez runs to the ringside barricade. Back in. McDaniels gets a two count. They go back outside. They exchange chops outside. They both get counted out. Fernandez then leaves ringside. Lee Marshall interviews Wahoo McDaniel. McDaniel says he is not afraid of Fernandez, and when Super Clash 3 comes around, he will beat Fernandez or quit. Six-man tag match. The Rock and Roll RPMs, Mike Davis and Tommy Lane, and The Hangman with Downtown Bruno versus Mondo, Chavo and Hector Guerrero. Frank Dusick rejoins commentary. Fast and furious action. Hector hits a few flying head scissors on Davis. Heels coming back, but all three Guerreros clear the ring. Chavo takes on Lane. Mondo tagged in and takes Lane with a monkey flip, and Hector tagged back in. 
Quick tags by the faces. Davis and Mondo trade blows. Chavo and Lane also trade blows. The heels work over Hector. Chavo tagged in. All six men in now. Faces do a three-man rowboat on the heels. Chavo hits the moonsault on Hangman for the pin. The RPMs tried to double-team Chavo, but his brothers make the save. Alan Reynolds versus Colonel De Beers with Diamond Dallas Page. DDP threatens Sergeant Slaughter before the match as the Diamond Dolls bring the stretcher to ringside. De Beers just battering Reynolds. Lee Marshall announces that it will be a boot camp match at Super Clash 3 between Slaughter and De Beers. De Beers does the De Beers Diamond Cutter, which is a pedigree, to get the pin. They take Reynolds out on a stretcher. The SST with Buddy Roberts versus Ray Odyssey and Sean Baxter. All SST to begin. They hit a double Savat kick on Reynolds. They then finish him off with a splash for the win. They then beat up Baxter. Vern Gagne rejoins commentary. Jerry Lawler versus Terry Adonis. Adonis hits Lawler and then runs. Lawler hits a big right hand. Then Lawler hits a big clothesline. Then a big right hand from the top rope to get the pin. The stud stable Robert Fuller and Jimmy Golden with Sylvia and downtown Bruno versus Brickhouse Brown and Bill Dundee. Brown starting out hot and taking on both members of the stud stable. All four in and Dundee and Brown double atomic drop on the stud stable. Both stud stable are then run into the same corner. Stud stable coming back on Dundee. Dundee gets a shot in and gets a two count. Golden with an arm ringer on Dundee. Then Golden with a wrist lock on Dundee. They go over to the corner and Fuller grabs who he thinks is Dundee to do an arm ringer, but it's really Golden. Dundee thrown outside and gets beat by Sylvia with the kendo stick. Dundee with a body press on Golden. Brown tagged in. He goes at it with Golden. Dundee goes after Bruno and Fuller on the outside. Brown gets a body press and the referee starts to count as Sylvia comes in with the kendo stick for the disqualification. Cactus Jack comes in and starts beating Brown and Dundee up. Jeff Jarrett comes in to even the odds. Jimmy Valiant also comes in to help. Lee Marshall interviews Bill Dundee. He said he and his crew will take on the stud stable anywhere. Ten Man Tag, The Rock and Roll Express, The Top Guns, and Jeff Jarrett versus Bad Company, The Rock and Roll RPMs, and Cactus Jack with Diamond Dallas Page and the Diamond Dolls. Cactus Jack and Rice start. There are five WWE Hall of Famers involved in this match. Rice and Jack trade shots in the corner, and Jack then misses a corner charge. Rice then has an arm bar on Jack. Paul then tagged in and continues to work the arm. Morton in and the faces are doing quick tags. They continue to focus on the arm. Gibson and then Jared in. Lane tagged in. Jarrett gives all the heels a shot. Davis in and then Paul tagged in. Paul works on Davis's arm. Morton and Tanaka tagged in. Morton then hits a big gut shot. Gibson tagged in and hits an enziguri on Tanaka. Jarrett in and Tanaka knocks him down. Jarrett then hits a big right hand to Tanaka. Jarrett then runs Tanaka into the post and then all the faces get a shot in and Tanaka is grogging. Gibson in and he hits a DDT. Morton tagged in. He hits some shots. Paul tagged in. Tanaka tagged in and punishes Paul. Davis tagged and gets Paul down. 
Jack tagged in and hits a back elbow. He gets a cradle that Jarrett breaks up. Diamond tagged in. Paul gets a sunset flip, but the referee is distracted by Tanaka, and so will only get a one count. The heels now doing quick tags, Tanaka hitting some hard shots. Back and forth. Gibson tagged in. He misses a drop kick, and Tanaka hits a back elbow. All ten men in, and the crowd comes alive. Morton trips Tanaka, and Gibson gets the pin. Everyone continues to brawl after the match. Lee Marshall interviews the winners. Jeff Jarrett says that tonight is going to be nothing like December 13th. The Top Guns say they are ready for bad company December 13th. The Rock and Roll Express say they are looking for their fifth world tag team title. Jimmy Valiant and Jerry Lawler versus Carrie Von Erich and Michael Hayes. Frank Dusick back on commentary. Hayes tries to get the crowd on his team's side, but this is clearly a pro-Lawler crowd. Lots of stalling before they finally lock up. Von Erich and Lawler start. Lawler with the early advantage. Von Erich with the big right hand, but Lawler has his foot on the ropes, so no pin. Von Erich goes for a pile driver, but it's illegal in this territory, so he goes for a discus punch and misses, and Lawler hits a big right hand. A small package by Von Erich, but Lawler's foot again on the ropes. Lawler goes for a pin, but now Von Erich's foot is on the ropes. Lawler goes for a fist drop, but misses and gets nailed by Von Erich. Lawler gets his foot up on a Von Erich corner charge. Von Erich hits a big right hand, but both men down. Lawler hits a big drop kick. Then Von Erich hits his own drop kick. They then try a drop kick at the same time, and both men down. Valiant and Hayes both finally tagged in. Valiant goes for a big right hand on Hayes' head while he has him in a headlock, but Hayes blocks it twice, so Valiant hits him with a mule kick. Hayes trying to come back. It goes outside. They fight, and Von Erich and Lawler both try to push their partner back into the ring, and as they do, the bell rings. There is a bit of confusion, all four going at it. Von Erich slugs the referee, and Lawler pulls the strap down. He beats Von Erich down. Match was ruled a double countout. Hayes gets on the mic and says that Von Erich and Lawler should settle their issues now, and he and Valiant will stay out of it. The referee is waving it off, though. Von Erich gets on the mic and says if he were to beat Lawler, it wouldn't count, so he's going to wait until Super Clash 3. Valiant gets on the mic and says Lawler is going to be a double champion. Lee Marshall then signs off from Louisville. You can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at the Joey Harris. If you like the show, please leave a review in iTunes or Apple Podcasts. I would really appreciate it. Thank you for joining me this week. This is Joey saying so long from Stately Maine Manor. The Cup of Joe Wrestling Show is a production of Baby Kangaroo Media. 